into the contest. It is Wednesday the 25th of May. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here and of course Shano, the Afternoon Sport group, it is building all the time and uh, on the subject of building, the Building Resilience podcast is ticking along nicely and a really interesting guest. Yes, mate. Well, Noel Allnut is the host of the show and uh, he's doing a fantastic job. He had uh, a, a fantastic guest this week in Todd Greenberg, the former NRL boss mm. and the current boss of the Australian Creators Association. And, and he tells some really good yarns about this and um, particularly what he's been through and I suppose two key sporting um, associations in this country, rugby league and cricket. But I was actually with uh, with Todd the day, we're having lunch the day that um, he found about uh, the story about Tim Payne breaking. And it was, uh, Todd just got straight from the table and had to leave lunch straight away. And uh, he didn't tell me until the next day what the story was. But uh, yeah, it's a full-on job working for the Australian Critics Association, particularly you know, being a part of the Players' Union. So yeah, big, big shoes, but a really, really good podcast, this one. Yeah, looking forward to a fascinating uh, story. Todd Greenberg, of course, was a decent cricketer himself. And on the subject of cricket, Daniel Vittori, we've let a New Zealander into the Australian coaching oh. staff. We need to talk about that. It's all happening at the French Open. Of course, a good win for Isla Tomjanovic. And North Melbourne, oh, the kangaroos. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. So Daniel Vittori started as a young spinner, started as a very young spinner for New Zealand and then just exploded into one of the best players in the world. And you'd have to say he was an all-rounder by the time he retired from cricket, and he was our nemesis for so long, Shane. Now he's joined the fray. He's part of the Australian coaching staff. Tell me more. Well, now that Andrew McDonald's been given the lead head coaching role, he mm. now puts his team together, uh, and a key part of that team is Daniel Vittori. Mm. As you mentioned, 113 tests for New Zealand, 295 one-day internationals, and was probably the best finger spinner I think I ever played personally against. Um also a very, very calm guy like Andrew McDonald. So I can see the sort of guys he's getting in and around him. He'll bring a wealth of experience to this team, particularly bowling in the subcontinent, and um, he'll be a big help there. He also brings into the squad an old grade cricket teammate, and this is sort of unheard of, really. It's uh, a guy called Andre Borovec. He's a Geelong wicketkeeper and a teammate of um, Andrew McDonald. So it's, it's jobs, for the, jobs for the boys here, I think. But uh, he reckons, because he'd known him for so long, he'd be able to challenge him on these big decisions moving forward. Yeah, but, but it, I like what he's doing. He's handpicking individuals. And look, Daniel Vittoria, obviously, you, you know, yep. can't question his pedigree. But with, with the, the other selections and the way that he's moving forward, it's all about um, trying to get a well-rounded coaching staff in and around the Australian cricket team. And I think that whatever he sees in the qualities of his mate and also Vittori, Vittori will really help um, those young spinners because it's often been a problem. I know Peter Philpott, God rest his soul, was fantastic for young spinners Mm. at a certain time and I think that he'll be good. 
Yeah, definitely. Look, there's no doubt uh, Daniel Vittori is a is a world class cricketer. Um, he's also coached the Brisbane Heat. He's going to be coaching. He'll still maintain a coaching role, I think, in the English uh, T20 competition, whilst he's also assistant coach here. But yeah, look, I totally agree, Tim. He is um, a very well rounded cricketer, very smart man actually, and um, he'll bring a really good uh, wealth of experience to this team. And look, he's a he's a man after our own soul, the head coach. I mean, he wants to get a mate in. You got to you got to enjoy who you're having a beer with, don't you? you he's also got his. He's also got his other mate, Clint McKay. He's going to be the, the, the one-day bowling coach. So um, it's it's good to see. But the Victorians are taking over here, mate. Got to watch them. Oh, yeah. But on, when you're on the road, you want to have a beer with the right person. It, uh, so, yeah, well, clever. And if they do well, well, then he's done a great job. Now, uh, Novak Djokovic, um, he's not going to win a popularity contest, is he? No, he's not. And uh, he played uh, first round of the French Open, and he's, he's the um, defending champion. And he was greeted with boos. He played Nishikar. He won six three six one six love, um, and he strolls through the second round. Not many people like him, do they? No, they <laughs> Poor old Novak. No, well, he's, well, he's very, very determined, and I think um, the fact that he's so uh, pig-headed and and stubborn in, in his thinking it obviously affects a lot of people. Um, but saying that, mate, he is a fantastic tennis player, and he'll probably win this one. Ola Tomjanovic, who, who looks more like a model, doesn't she? She's an extraordinary, graceful tennis player uh, and a former partner of Nick Kyrgios, but can play remarkable tennis, and she's upset the fifth seed. She did, fifth seed, Contavet. Uh, she won 7-6, 7-5. She's really been working hard on sort of key moments in her game, and she has imploded in the past and sort of got more frustrated at herself. And she said she was really proud of the way she handled some key moments in this match. And uh, that's a really, really big win for her career, knocking off a fifth seed. Yeah, we've seen some flashes from um, her over the course of the last 12 to 18 months. It'd be fantastic if she could get a, a really nice run at it. Uh, what about Stan Varinka? Like, he's a three-time Grand Slam winner. Do you think he's losing it slightly? <laughs> I think he is, mate. So he blew up. He's coming back from a, a major foot injury. He's, only, he's playing he's only his fifth game this year. Um, and he's playing a, a young Frenchman, a Muatet, mm. uh, who was given a wild card, and he lost in four sets, but he's blowing up about – he reckons the water he was being given to drink on the sidelines was too cold. Goodness. Goodness gracious, mate. Steve. So, yeah, he's got high expectations. He's another one of these guys that just keeps playing. He's 37, playing a young guy. At some point, you've got to retire. Anyway, stay with us because we're going to talk AFL, NRL, and more. Now, former St Kilda captain Nick Revolt calls on the AFL to do more to help retiring players um, after he's seen a former teammate charged with drug offences. And look, whether it's those that go off the rails, whether those that just can't find their right vocation beyond the sporting field, I think lots of us have been saying this for a long, long time, and I don't think any of them do it well enough. Uh, Sporting organisations look after the interests of sports people beyond their playing days because no one works anymore where they're playing. So it's it's a very difficult transition. It's a terrible transition, Tim. And it's, as you just said then beautifully, it's not just AFL, it's all sports. And I've seen it in cricket and and it's really, really tough. Like you, you, you finish a career in your sport where you're pretty much hand-fed everything. Um, you're given lots of adulation um, and often a lot of money and then it just stops overnight. 
Um, and he's specifically talking about his ex-teammate here, Sam Fisher, who's been arrested um, on drug trafficking offences, which is a huge thing. And he said as a teammate, and he he was his captain, he said at that time he knew Sam had some issues, but as players we can only do so much. And he said both the AFL and the AFL Players Association need to step up and really look after these guys, particularly if there's some red flags during their career. Yeah, I agree with you. And look, some clubs individually do it very well, but I think as organisations, they need to go to the room of mirrors and have a good look and, and see what can be done to help, to really help. Okay, now um, the Kangaroos talk about help. Um, <laughs> this is almost the Beatles song. They, they they need help. They do, mate. They're currently 17th on the ladder um, and there's big talk about you know, the pressure of coach David Noble at the moment. He's one from 10, mate, this season. So huge pressure there. The captain, Jack Zeebel's come out and backed his coach and saying it's not him um, and he's hard and he's hard, but he's fair. And there's talks, you know, of, of superstar Kem Zahar leaving, but Zeebel said he's confident he'll stay at Arden Street. So, yeah, lots of talk. It's, it's always the case, Tim, when the team is losing. Um, the First, the, the, the key players come under question, then it's the coach. And then it's about whether players will move clubs, and uh, that's currently happening at Arden Street with the Kangaroos. Yeah, oh boy, they're in uh, they're in strife. Um, yep. uh, this mighty club, or this once mighty club. Now the Roosters, uh, Brandon Smith. Uh, look, he has at times looked like an absolute world beater, a colossus, almost impossible to stop near the opposition's line. He was pretty poor against the Cowboys. He has been in trouble off the field. The Roosters are are signing a huge check to get this guy across, but I reckon they're starting to, you know, question, or not question, but starting to sort of wonder about um, what they're getting. Yeah, possibly. I I think the Roosters will uh, be a really good fit for for Brandon Smith, and I think they'll get the best out of him um, in the hooker role. Um, There's no doubt last week the Cowboys played a fantastic game of football, and he was not at his best. And he probably hasn't been his best for a couple of weeks. But they're saying with ball in the hand, he looked a bit slow. And But I just think he is, he is, as you said, Tim, he's a superstar player. And I think with the right structure around him, and the Roosters will bring that, he'll be a fantastic footballer. Yeah, maybe stop dyeing the hair and doing a few, a few yeah. things like that. Now, um, <laughs> look, we've seen Trent Barrett go. You predicted it. Um, mm. Look, this is going to start a bit of a merry-go-round, isn't it? Because there are some coaches, coaches that are struggling. And it, what it does, um, him leaving it, it moves a lot of the other sort of, um, you know, coaches that are not head coaches, but it, it gets that whole swirling effect, doesn't it? It does. When the first domino falls, uh, you start to see uh, potential other coaches putting their hands up. You've got two premiership coaches who haven't got a gig at the moment in Shane Flanagan uh, and Paul Green. Uh, it's It's under good advice that uh, Maguire at the West Tigers has been given to round 13 um, and he needs to be on 10 championship points by then and if he's not he's, his position will be reviewed so you'll start to see whether these coaches will fit in whether Flanagan will go or Paul Green will go to the Bulldogs mm. or one of them go to the Tigers they're even mentioning as we did predict um, Freddie Fittler may be going over to the Bulldogs as well so we'll wait and see yeah and look it'd be interesting if the Tigers beat uh, the Rabbitohs on the weekend, and they're every chance after mm. watching the Rabbitohs on the weekend. That'd take them to eight. So Michael Maguire, um, yeah, they could get a little bit of a run on the the West Tigers. A few other clubs who are uh, Newcastle are, are woeful. I don't know what happens there. Um, now Tom Brady, this is an awkward reaction to being teased about that enormous amount of money for his new TV deal. Was was it five hundred and forty US uh, million? 
540 million, yeah. He's on uh, talking to Charles Barkley on the show, and they're sort of like mm. starting to groom him for, for when, he, when he starts to come in as full time commentator. Yeah. And Tom Brady was playing down, you know, how he's now one of the least paid quarterbacks in the competition. And Charles Barkley just straight back at him and said, Well, mate, why don't you just retire again? And I hear you got some change coming your way when you retire. <laughs> and he's talking about that 540 million. So uh, a good bit of banter. But yeah, Tom Brady looked a little bit red faced and didn't quite know how to answer that. Oh, so much money in it. It's just, it's just yeah. extraordinary. Now, what about this video? Someone showed it to me yesterday about this ex NFL star uh, at an airport and got into a really violent uh, episode with one of the, I think it was a United Airlines staffer. And uh, he, he's really in trouble, this guy, because he's. he's he smashed him. Yeah, but I've watched the video too. He's ex-Denver Broncos cornerback um, Brendan Langley. And mm. uh, you, you see the uh, flight attendant slap him first and then he just knocks the flight attendant um, out and went back and got his head. Um, he's been arrested. And they're saying that it was actually before the video started that the cornerback, not quarterback, the cornerback Brendan Langley actually started it. So he's been arrested on assault charges here, but he said he's going to definitely have a go at United Airlines and um, because he said he was hit first. Yeah, those two punches. Boy, he's lucky. The guy is lucky he didn't yeah. get killed, to be honest with you. He's... All right, now lightening the subject, let's get back to uh, a Stan Varinka style of story. Um, of course, <laughs> we mentioned earlier how he wasn't happy with the cold water. Yes, I, well, mate, so it got me thinking about guys that I played cricket with over the years and some of the strange requests mm. that they had. So Jeff Lawson always had to have the air conditioning vents in his hotel room and the change rooms taped up. He didn't like the cold air on his lungs before he bowled. <laughs> that was a strange one. Yeah. Michael Be- Michael Bevan would have someone remove the batter from the calamari rings because he didn't want to put on any weight. So someone would have to sit there and peel that off before he came off the paddock. Steve Waugh, as we all know, used to wear that red rag or red hanky in his pocket and um, he never used to use it until uh, he called for it one day and scored 100, so he kept that in his pocket. But the most bizarre one was Greg Matthews would often call for his wife's G-string when he was struggling batting because he said, man, when times get tough, I just need her next to me. So he'd put his wife's G-string in his pocket and continue batting. Are they still together? (laughs) No, not anymore, funnily enough. But I bet you still got that G-string. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. And a big thank you to our wonderful sponsors. I love this beer. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back. Yeah, I had one last night. Boy, they're good. <laughs> and our wonderful producer, Mr. Dan McHugh. We are back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Building Resilience Podcast. They play in different arenas, but sports and business have massive similarities. Elite athletes and top business leaders flourish through the physical and psychological demands their high-stress careers place on them. The Building Resilience podcast explores the world of sport and deconstructs the tools and ethos of world-class athletes that can help us create growth and optimize business and life. Come find the Building Resilience podcast on your favorite podcast app.